you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey, hey, Oliver Banks here, and welcome to episode 60 of the Retail Transformation Show. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. And today, we're going to be diving into a slightly different way of thinking about physical stores. Now, it wasn't all that long ago that physical stores were all of retail, really. Of course, there were things going on behind the scenes, but from a consumer perspective, shops were retail. They were the very centre of everything for browsing and supply, discovery and fulfilment. But all of those elements can very easily take place online or even in a whole range of stores. And that's of course one of the reasons why physical retailers are having a tough time right at the moment. So what should you do about it? How do you overcome this challenge where consumers can browse and buy and get fulfillment all from their sofa. Well, now your physical stores must represent much, much more than a building where you can just buy stuff. It is not good enough just to have shelves and shelves and shelves of your range and just expect customers to almost self-serve as it was not that long ago, as I mentioned. Nowadays, people want well, actually, they demand to be entertained by retailers. They want to be taught. They want to be inspired. And ultimately, they want to be brought into a story where they're the central character and you're going to help them on their adventure. Of course, they're not going to tell you that, but it works. So maybe, just maybe, the new way of thinking about this is that your store is now a stage. And if your store is a stage, there are several different elements that you must be thinking about. Because as a centre for entertainment, as a centre for story, as a centre for engagement, you have to think about things slightly differently rather than just bringing product in and putting it on sale. You've got to have adventure in there. What is that story that you are inviting your customers and your potential customers into. You must have the people, your cast essentially, that are going to bring this adventure and this story to life for your customers. You'll want to be using your stage across a whole series of different channels. You must be thinking about how do you entice your consumers away from the alternative entertainment forms. And of course, you must be thinking about a happy ending which all good stories have, right? So if your store is a stage, let's dive into each of these and expand them just a little bit. So first, we started with the adventure, the story. This first bit is absolutely critical if you want to engage your audience, your shoppers, your customers, right? How are you going to take them on a journey, a journey of discovery, a journey of excitement, What is going to be the inciting incident that inspires them to come on that adventure as well, of course? And once they're committed to exploring the adventure, 
the journey, the story, it's going to be your job, your job as the retailer, to help them be at the centre. Because for it to be a good story, the audience member, the customer, does not want to be watching you in the story. They want to be taking an active part themselves. So it's not about your brand. It's not about your staff or your product. It's the customer who is the hero. It's centred around them and their life. And that is going to make them feel important. It's going to make them feel empowered and loved by you. And there are some examples that I wanted to share with you as well. Samsung KX in King's Cross in London are doing a brilliant job at helping you, the customer, understand how you can use the, the Samsung ecosystem of products from televisions to cookers to obviously the mobile phone devices, a huge array of in-home technology, ultimately to help you overcome the challenges of life. It's set out in a way that really helps you to understand the adventure, the journey of your current lifestyle, right? Another example, also in London, the new Adidas store. They're using story and adventure to a really brilliant effect. You are invited to explore their store and get involved. Now, whether that's personalizing your own clothing by dancing and moving. That's right, it's not just choosing a design. You can actually dance out a pattern on the floor and technology will actually draw it out and build that customized design for you. Or again, on the theme of personalization, maybe you're looking to really get that unique piece of clothing and they have a personalization bar. So that's a good way of really tempting people into the story and putting them at the heart of it. Also in the Adidas store, you can use their sensor-equipped running machines and get analysis on how you run and what shoes and trainers would be best for your particular style and shape and how, you know, how your feet touch the floor and so on. And one more example of adventure and story in a store. And it is story at Macy's. Now, this is an evolving stage that invites you in to an adventure to explore and it changes every few weeks. So it's really engaging. So that's the first bit of making your store a stage, having an adventure, a story that invites customers in. The second point was around the people, the cast, your staff members, your colleagues. Now, of course, a big production, whether it's a film or whether it's a, a play, it's always set alight by the actors, right? That is who brings it to life. That's who you ultimately go and see, right? You have your favorite actor or actresses. And when they bring out a film or a play or whatever, it's naturally going to bring you in. Now, I'm not saying you go and hire Tom Cruise to work in your store, but your employees and your colleagues are absolutely those actors and the actresses and the characters that are going to take that adventure, that story for your customers and really bring it to life. So the first part of their role is to tempt the customer into that story, into that adventure. From there, the characters, the cast, the associates must take the customer through the journey, help them understand the adventure as they go along and overcome the barriers of shopping in your store. 
Some examples here. Courage stores by Dixon's Carphone. Particularly if you're engaging in an online way and you want to get a bit of help. You can actually enter the store digitally. You can do a video conference call with the store associates to ask questions, to get help, to get advice. And actually, Hero are another company who work with retailers to help that come to life, to help give the technology that allows an online customer to come into your store and see the stage and really get involved in the storyline. Another example where people are being used in a slightly different way. The Apple Store. Everyone uses Apple as an example, right? So sorry about this. But they just do a great job. And I'm particularly referring to their tutorials, their lessons. I've seen photography lessons, for example, going on where you have the Apple staff members teaching and supporting and helping customers to really get more out of their devices. Learn how to take amazing photos on a smartphone adjust all of the advanced settings and really you know just adding in some artistic flair to your photos so when you're instagramming or facebooking whatever you get some really high quality shots rather than your standard selfie and so on so the apple store colleagues here do a brilliant job of taking the customer who is attending this photography lesson and putting them up on the stage they take examples and they bring it to life. They offer advice. They offer a massive pat on the back and motivation as well. So that's another great example of how people are being used to help turn a retail store into a stage. Next up, we have a look at the channels. So what you're going to want to do here is to use the stage that you've already set up to broadcast and engage with a wider audience. You get better bang for your buck And it's how people shop nowadays. So we've already touched on one example here, of course, with the Courage example or Hero, where your online customers can engage with your store. But there are so many other options for you as well. You could do live broadcasting on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube, whatever. You can create content for all of those different social platforms. Essentially, what's happening here is your store, sorry, I mean your stage, becomes a media factory, creating content for both your local customers and those further away to help understand the brand, to help encourage people into an adventure, into a story, and ultimately find a solution to the challenges, the problems. A couple more examples. The Pud Store run by Francis Bishop. Now, this is a small retailer. I think there are four stores at the moment. And they do a fantastic job of engaging with their audience on social media, creating content and inspiring customers and potential customers through videos, through live broadcasting, through just fun social engagement. That passion also then runs consistently through to the stores. So if you're shopping online, and you come across them, and then you go into a store, it feels the same, it looks the same. And ultimately, it's a continuation of that same adventure. Another example are Hobbycraft, who do a brilliant job of really localizing their social media posts, telling customers to come into the store, 
come in and see what is going on. It's inviting them into that adventure using different channels. So it's sounding pretty good so far. But as with retail, stages and entertainment still have high levels of competition to deal with. Maybe it's another show, another stage. Well, absolutely, they still exist. And what you must do is you must be relevant and you must be on point to the type of customer that you want to bring into that adventure, into that story, so that they feel so at home. But it's not also the classic competitors that you must watch out for. Time is also a competitor that you must think of. Consumers spend their time now on Netflix or another streaming service, sitting at home on the sofa or on the train, or maybe even at work, right? Watching, viewing, consuming entertainment. And maybe at the same time, they're also sitting there on their phone or on a tablet or laptop, whatever, just browsing through Amazon. Scroll, scroll, buy it now. Boom, that was easy. I didn't even need to lift a finger. So how are you going to compete with that? How are you going to be easier than that? It was effortless, really. Well, what you've got to do is you've got to set up your stage so well and offer such an engaging show that you're not just offering a real life alternative to a scroll and a click and a buy now. What you're offering is an experience. And that experience is made up of emotions and memories, as we were talking about in the last episode, in episode 59, which was looking at how do you create a memorable experience. So do go and check that one out if you've not already done so. And another good mindset here to think about is something we've already discussed on the show as well. You have to rewind or scroll back through the podcast library a little further back to episode 16 and 17, where we were talking with Maya Knights and Natalie Berg, in particular, on the point of what Amazon can't do. So this is, how do you compete with Amazon? Well, you have to do things differently to them. You have to offer something that they just cannot offer. It's tangibly not going to be possible to offer that same thing through a screen or through a brown box arriving at your door. An example here are Lush, because they just do such a brilliant job of inspiring their customers in store to come in and test the products. Feel them, smell them, see how they work. You know, really appeals to all of the different senses. And that is absolutely not going to be something that you can do easily through scrolling in that sort of very time efficient way of shopping. But you must plan for how you are going to compete with the alternatives, including time as a competitor. And finally, All good entertainment comes with a happy ending. You have solved the problem. You have overcome the customer's challenge. The customer walks away happy. They walk away entertained. They walk away engaged. And they walk away with heightened emotions. Love for your brand. And of course, ideally, you're going to want them to recommend it to a friend and maybe even ask for an encore, right? Where they get to come back in and enjoy it all over again. So those are a few different ways that you could make your store a stage. 
But I honestly think there are so many different directions that you could take this mindset. How could you turn your store into a stage, add that element of entertainment? Think about things in a different way. What would that mean for your brand, for your customers? And even what would that mean for your people? Because it's going to be more engaging for them to see all of these adventures, these stories unfolding. And of course, they get to play a major part in it as well. And I'd love to hear what you think. How could you make your store a stage? What's the adventure, the story that you're going to invite people on? How can you use your people, the cast, to greater effect? What are you going to do across different channels to set up that media factory using that stage to the best ROI? How are you going to tackle competitors, including time? And what's the happy ending that you're going to set up and aim to solve every single time? Do let me know. Engage on social media or even send me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. It would be great to bounce a few ideas around with you. But if this is all sounding good and you think, actually, I'd like to go about doing this and I've got a few ideas, how do you go about doing it? Well, in short, you have to make an intentional decision to do it. You need to build these plans into your operating model. Because if you don't, you won't plan for it and it won't happen. Or if it does happen, it will be inconsistent. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. And it's not going to be great quality and it's going to be difficult and it's going to be time wasted. That's not what you want, okay? You need the processes, the procedures, the ways of working, the systems, the standards and the training to make that happen every single time. If your store is going to be a stage, you need to get ready and you need to make sure it happens. Because with all good productions, it doesn't just happen. People don't just turn up and start the role, right? There are weeks and months of preparation in advance that you don't see. There's the entire script, so you know exactly what happens at every step, at every act or scene through the entire production. Now, I'm not saying that you need to script out your customer conversations. I wouldn't advise that. It's not going to feel very human. But you do want to think about what that journey is. How are you going to take people through the adventure? How are you going to prep it all up? How's it going to work? So that's just it. Think about how will it work? What's going to happen? Who's going to do it? When? Where? And of course, there must be a clear why. And that's going to align to your purpose, your company purpose, your brand purpose, and your reason for being ultimately. Because if they are mismatched, it's going to feel clunky. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel irrelevant to your customers. And that's not going to be an adventure that they want to come on. Or at least if they come on the adventure, it's not going to be the happy ending that they're expecting. So you must make sure you're on point, you're on purpose. And with that, you can get ready to make your retail store a stage. You can find show notes from today's episode over at obandco.uk slash 60. If this is your first time listening, do remember to subscribe to the Retail Transformation Show. And if you could leave a nice rating and review, I would so appreciate it, particularly if you are an Apple podcast user. 
we're going to wrap this one up. And remember to tune back in for next time, episode 61, where we're going to be taking a bit of a look back at what happened in 2019 and what that means for the future of retail and how you should transform to get ready for it. Like I say, do subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on that episode. And I will catch you next time. 